Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon, and this is Workplace Hugs. This is a podcast where we talk about interesting things that we've read or heard and how it relates to the workplace experience. Our goal here is really simple. We want to help us all expand our workplace toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. Because who the heck has time for that? (laughs) (laughs) So with that, Rami... I think we're talking about herding tigers today or something. Herding tigers. tigers. Yes. This is just like the season of animals. We had bird books and tigers and and dinosaur fossils. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) We synced up. I like that. Yeah. So I think a lot of times we'll we'll bring a book forward and we'll say, look, the book is is good. There's a lot of things to it, but there's really like this one nugget that we want to hone in on. Right. Yeah. I don't know that. Apart from when by Daniel H. Pink that I told everyone should immediately be reading because it, it, it to me was so fascinating that we unpacked it over two episodes. And I think there's probably a season's worth of stuff in there. I think it's infrequent that we say like, hey, this is a book and it's really a, a step by step manual mm-hmm. and it, it asks questions. It's got templates. It's got worksheets. Uh, this book is that. So Herding Tigers, Be the Leader That Creative People Need by Todd Henry is that book. I think if you are a creative person and you are shifting into leading creative people for the first time or or you've been leading creative people for a long time and you are creative, I think this book is really that step-by-step, uh, week-by-week process of how to do that. And it's really tactical. It's tangible. It's got worksheets. It's got templates. It's got questions to ask your team. Wow. It even tactically like walks you through how to manage someone weekly, monthly, quarterly. But really the whole purpose of this book is how in a creative environment do you keep your team motivated and on time, which mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day is one of the most important things, right? Like how do you deliver on the deliverables and keep your energy there? And I think that that in and of itself is addressable to anybody in anything but specifically i think this book hits on the creatives and i think we'll take it from that creative mindset which i have no no experience in (laughs) and i will continue to predicate everything i say by saying that but i think there's a lot for us non-creatives to take from it too i think specifically for the creatives putting that lens on i think is really helpful yeah yeah okay so this book is all about like it sounds like literally the handbook the manual with step-by-step instructions on how to lead a creative team. And to my wife's point, who's the one who introduced me to this book, she always jokes that the book is very short. It's a it's a slim read. It's like 250 pages or something because that's the attention span that a creative person will have for like a, a work <laughs> management book. Oh my gosh. And I think because she's a creative, she's allowed to say that. I'm quoting her. I have yes, no experience yes, here. Yes. I will continue to say that. We love creatives. Please keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So really the book is about leading creative teams of people and how to do that. So the strange paradox of creative work is that the freedom often comes through structure. Mm. So you need boundaries to define how you spend your focus, your time and your energy And that's why it's important to have those rituals that anchor your life and your leadership, right? There's a, there's a really simple design thinking example of this in that you will all do this together. So I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to give you guys five seconds to think of all the things that are white, right? So 
you go. Maybe you thought of a few things. Yep. Then you say, okay, I'm going to tell you to think about all the things that are white in your refrigerator, and I'm going to give you five seconds. Five seconds. Okay. So, Shannon, did you think of more things without boundaries or with your limitation of your refrigerator? I thought of more things with the limitation of my refrigerator. With the idea that being that structure and boundaries help you to really run and focus both your time and your energy and even your thought process, right? Because when you're given unlimited ability to think about anything, it's really hard to say, okay, I want to start on that one thing. And I think that's the problem that you can run into as a creative. And I think that's where people can get really frustrated. And so that's the whole point of this book is like, how do you, how do you set those things up to help people succeed? Because that's what's needed to succeed specifically within creatives. But I think that addresses everybody, right? Like all of us need that same amount of what we'll get to in a little bit, which is stability and challenge. That same amount of stability and those boundaries to succeed. Can I get a little hippy dippy for a minute? Yes. So said differently, this is reminding me of a conversation I've had a couple of times about balancing our masculine and our feminine energies. Like, I don't care if you're a dude, a guy, a girl, identify as non-binary, whatever it might be. In our days, we need a balance of both masculine and feminine energy. So we need the structure, the perimeter, if you will, as you put it so beautifully, to then create the freedom to be creative. I am a person who really, I didn't realize this until after I exited corporate America, resists structure. Like, I'm just like, if you try to, if you tell me I need to do something every day, I'll be like, okay, bye, see you later. That's never happening. So how can we, what I'm taking away from what you're saying is like, how do we create uh, scaffolding, if you will, yes, to put some frame on it? And then like, woof, the freedom can just run wild in the scaffolding. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Tell us more. I'm already so into it. So the idea here is once you assume a leadership role, your job performance is no longer measured by your personal accomplishments. Instead, your job is to unleash the creative potential in others. Yeah. And that matters no matter if you're creative or not. Like that's just the joke when you become a leader that I think many people struggle to get. Well, and I think that's the important piece is like you you see this a lot in that people who are very good at delivering and being a individual contributor yep. struggle a lot when they make the shift to managing people. Yep. And that's why that's why what I see at least in like the industry my dad worked in, which is like scientists. Yes. Right? A lot of scientists are individual contributors or they, they work well on a team, but they they don't have the skill set to manage people. Mm. And they don't have the even the want to manage people, mm. right? And I think shifting from that idea of, oh, I, I, I'm going to work, I'm going to do this thing, and I know that I'm going to knock it out every time, to, well, no, I, I've got to support people to do their things. And if we can all get those things done on time, like, that's my new job. Yes. But also, how do I keep them motivated while they're doing that so that they want to continue to deliver it on time. Yeah. So did the book talk about that at all? Like, how? because again, whether you're creative or not, this applies. Like, how the heck do you keep a team motivated when you're a leader? Yeah. So that's where we come back to this concept of stability 
versus challenge. So it's really about how do you push people to have high stability and high challenge, Mm -hmm. and that's where they'll thrive. So let's break down both of those parts. Stability is really clarity and protection. I think of it as almost like like really clear strategy and goals and process. Mm-hmm. So stability is clarity, protection, it's strategy and process. And then challenge is really somewhere around like permission, faith, and and enough work that like you're feeling that challenge, but you you have the the permission to succeed within that. Yeah. So what happens when our team doesn't feel like they have stability? So we'll mock this up and we'll put this on Instagram so you'll see this, but we'll do kind of four quadrants and we'll say, okay, in a world where you have low stability and low challenge, that's going to be the bottom left quadrant. Yep. And you, you in that point are lost, right? You're lost because you have no goal, you have no process but you also don't have any challenge. You're just kind of sitting there floating around saying like, I, I don't know, like nobody's pushing me to do anything. Plus, I also don't have a goal in mind. So I, I don't know where I should be going. I don't know what I should be doing. I, yeah. I'm just kind of sitting here lost. Oh, yeah. I've been in roles like that before. I can definitely <laughs> relate to that lost feeling. You're a right, And I think that's where it's like, this is this is from the creative mindset, but it's not specific to just creatives. That's where I say, like, for you and I, if we're in a role where we have no stability and no challenge, we're going to feel lost. Yeah, that resonates deeply. So then so what's then, the next quadrant? So should we go up or should we go to the right? I want to go... I So I want to stick with no stability. So let's say I have no stability and high challenge. High challenge. So, we're moving so bottom to the, right. Okay, bottom right. Okay. No stability, really challenged. What's that? stuck stuck in that like you don't know what the goal is you don't know what the wait now i'm confused bottom I think right I've... yeah so low stability high challenge for would be top left that's where i screwed it up it's actually angry okay so if you have a lot of challenge and no stability you have no goal you don't know how to get there you have no process but you have a lot of things that need to be done. Like you're just going to be angry, right? Because it's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do all these things. I don't know why I'm doing all these things. I don't know the purpose of doing these things. I just know I have a lot of things and I have no way of figuring out how to do those things. Yeah. I think of folks in the startup space, (laughs) maybe this is a little bit stereotypical for me, but I think about clients that I've coached who work in startups and they often feel these angry feelings because they're highly challenged. Like there is so much work to do when you work in a startup, but sweet baby Jesus, there is no stability. There's no real sense of like up and down. And it's like you're, you dove into the ocean and you're just trying to find the surface. Well, and I think you're hitting it right on the head, right? I've been in a lot of the startup space and there is definitely high, high amounts of challenge in really low stability. And I think in the lowest stability, people are really angry because they have so much to do, but no idea on how to do it or, or why they're doing it. Right. Like I think of, of low stability in terms of 
Like, there's no goal. There's no strategy. Yeah. And so when you look at the thousands of challenges that you have, you don't even know how to prioritize or say, like, do I invest my hour in this thing or do I invest my hour in this thing? And I think if you don't have a, a strategy, you go, well, I don't know. If you have a strategy, you go, well, this one for sure. I don't even think about doing that other one. Like, just forget the other one. Yeah. But I think when you're in that high challenge, low stability phase, you say, well, I don't know. I, I I, I think that's why you get so angry is because you have no you have no compass to lead you down anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now let's introduce stability but no challenge. So low challenge, high stability makes you stuck. Mm. Right? Because you've got the process, you know where you need to go, but then like nothing is motivating you to do those things because you're not feeling the challenge. Uh What comes to mind here is when people talk about the golden handcuffs, Mm -hmm. you know, so like, and how like literally it's handcuffs. So you're stuck. I was just on the phone with a client last week who talked about golden handcuffs because she's like, I am not challenged anymore. Like this job is just like for me, but oh my gosh, I have so much stability. Like my boss loves me. My team loves me. I make great money. And it's, yes, it puts you in that stuck mindset where you feel trapped. Like you can't, how, how could you even possibly think of changing anything? Because in some ways it's so good, but in some ways you are bored out of your freaking mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. This is really making a lot of sense as I'm thinking through different situations and circumstances. So then the last one is I'm assuming the best one. So that's when you're feeling a really high level of stability and a high level of challenge. That's when you're thriving, Shannon. You're thriving. The dreamy sweet spot. So I think we know what it feels like to be thriving, right? You've got the right amount of structure. You've got stability. You've got clarity on what you're doing. um, You've got permission. You've got faith. You've got the challenge, right? It's It's that sweet spot. If we bring this back home and we say, okay, how do we apply this to our everyday lives? I think it's thinking about yourself, right? If you're managing a team or if you're not managing a team, if you're thinking about your team, think about your team and where they're at. Yeah. If you're thinking about yourself, think about yourself and where you're at. And where are you feeling? Are you feeling lost? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling stuck? If you're in one of those places, it's really about, okay, I'm, I'm angry right now. I've got a lot of challenge and I've got no stability. Yep. So then the questions you need to start asking of yourself, of your leadership is, what are our goals? What's our strategy? Like, how do we put process in place to to shift us from from low stability to high stability? How do we start to make that change and pull it across, right? And say, yeah. I, I want to go from angry to thriving, but I, I don't know the goal here. And and for you, it may be a process that's missing. It may be um, it may be a strategy that's lacking. It may be a goal that's lacking. And I think that's where. For yourself, you have to think about what is it What is it that would help you in this situation, knowing that you're very challenged, to feel more stability and shift you from that angry phase into thriving. And it's really about probably pushing up to your leadership or, or pulling down to your team and saying, like, what is it that you guys need? Like, we're all frustrated. We're all angry. Like, what is it that we can do to start to shift us into that thriving phase? Because look, we're going to have challenge. We're always going to have challenge, right? I think of the startup life, like you always have challenge. That's never going away. How do you put in the infrastructure, whether it's strategy, because you just have no idea how to think about what to do, or is it process? Because 
you're doing the same things all the time. It just is, it takes up so much of your time. Well, and, and I agree with a lot of what you said. And also I feel the need to add like this element of self-leadership. So we do have to point the finger when we're really quick to point the finger out there and say mm-hmm. like, okay, boss, give me the goal. Boss, give me the strategy. Like I want to vomit in my mouth really quickly when people start <laughs> to talk like that. So how can you take some responsibility here too and say, what is a goal or a strategy that I want to be reaching for? And how can I get alignment with my leadership team to make sure that we're on the same page about that? I do agree. Like I for sure have seen those clients in that startup space where it's just like, no, like stuff just really is unstable. (laughs) Like it's just not a good environment and you need to get out. But how can you make sure that you've done everything that you can to try to name and claim a goal or a strategy to support yourself in getting some of that stability where it's in your control? I like the interjection and and I'll agree with you. And I think it's if you know that it's strategy that's missing or you know that it's process or something that's missing, I think take a stab at what you think it is. And if it's if it's strategy and it's like, well, it could be one of these two things, then it's like, okay, cool. Build those out go talk to whoever it is and get alignment on that. Yes. If it's process, like work with whoever you need to and say like, okay, this is what's missing. I think the process is something like this, mm-hmm. but this isn't necessarily has to be the process. Let's, let's try something. Let's experiment and see if we can, if we can make a process out of this. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. It's, I think the first step though, is you need to try and think about where you're at. Are you angry? Are you lost? Are you stuck? Yes. Or if you're thriving, good for you. Like, how do you maintain that? Yes. But if it's if it's angry, lost, or stuck, think about what it is that you're you're lacking in. Right. Right now, we're in the angry quadrant. You have high challenge but no stability. Let's shift ourselves into the stuck quadrant. Uh-huh. You have high stability but no challenge. Right. And I think in those instances, it's how do you how do you find things that are really intriguing to you? Because what I will tell you is in in my experience, in places where I've had low challenge, I've been able to dictate the additional things that I get to work on yeah. because I'm asking to do them. And yeah. so it's a enviable position if you're able to then say, hey, I'm not feeling a lot of challenge, but I know that there's this thing that we, this project we have to do or this thing, like, can I put some of my energy towards that and really continue to like push myself from stuck into thriving? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. For stuck, I feel like that's more of a sense of where people take self leadership on to say, how can I, or maybe not, frankly, maybe I spoke too soon, to say, how can I infuse more challenge into my Mm -hmm. work situation for myself and still get that alignment at senior leadership level if I need to? The one that I think, Rami, I'm struggling with the most is being lost. And how Mm -hmm. does the book talk about like, what should you do if you're feeling like you're in the lost quadrant? And I'm especially interested in order of operations. Does it talk a lot or at all about do you pursue stability first or challenge first? My intuition so, is saying stability, but I'm so, curious. This is a good question. I'm not really sure. I think um, I think if you and I were to to think about it, which is what we're doing right now, I think we would both say like you would want infrastructure first and then you'd start to rain down the challenge because if I were to say to you, Shannon, would you rather be angry or stuck? Which one are you going to go with? I think I would rather be angry. 
Really? You'd rather have too much challenge and no stability. I mean, when I just took those words on the surface, I was like, yeah, I'd rather be angry because I know what I can do with my anger. Yeah, but I get what you're saying, because stuck is the one where you have stability, but no mm-hmm. challenge. So I just totally con- contradicted myself. I mean, isn't this interesting? Maybe we'll just say to the listener, just pursue one of them and But that's try. what I say, like, I think if you're lost, you're not pushing towards one or the other, you're pushing towards thriving. Yeah, yeah. And so the goal is, like, how do you add stability as you add challenge together? The goal is never to get in anything but the top right quadrant. Like, you want to be thriving. Right. And so I think if you're... If you're any of the three that isn't thriving, you're trying to push into that quadrant. Yep. I think if you're lost and you only have the ability to do one or the other, I think for me, I would go, well, I'd rather be stuck. I'd rather have stability and know that we're building infrastructure and I know where we're going. I just am not feeling challenged. Yes. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people in bigger corporations end up feeling is like kind of stuck. There's a lot of stability. There's a lot of infrastructure. They they know where the company's going, they know the goals, Mm -hmm. but maybe they're not feeling a lot of challenge. Yeah. And then the inverse of that is the startup life, right? Like high challenge, low stability, low (laughs) infrastructure, low strategy. That's going to make you angry. And I think people thrive off both of those, right? Like some people thrive on the idea of I'm just going to be angry and really work through all these challenges and, and try and get us to thriving. I think there's a lot of people who go, well, no, I'd rather be in the stuck phase where I have good stability, I have infrastructure, I have process, and I will find a way to thrive by taking on more challenge. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God, this has been fascinating. Okay, so bringing it back to eye level really quick, what can the listener do to apply this to their work situation right now? So I think take a step back, think about where you are. Are you feeling like you are thriving. If you are, how do you maintain that? How do you continue to work on stability and challenge to to stay in that quadrant? If you are feeling a high level of challenge and low stability, what are the things that would give you that? Is it process? Is it strategy? Is it is it a better understanding of your place in the larger scheme of things? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, try to unpack that. Think about what the solution or options could be and talk to someone about it. Talk to your leader about it and say like I need I need the stability from this thing. Like, how do we start to put energy towards that? Mm-hmm. If you are stuck, you've got high stability. It's how do you take on a little bit more challenge or how do you take on the right amount of challenge to get yourself to be thriving? Yeah. And I think if you're lost, then it's really how do you start to add both stability and challenge to get yourself into that thriving quadrant? Yep. I love it. To bring this back to the idea of management, the, the things that... I want you to take away our our two pieces here. Both quotes from the book. As the keeper of the flame, you have to diligently tie what the team is doing to why it's doing that. Mm. So like always keeping in mind the, the what to the why. Yep. The other part of it is if you only measure, if your only measure of success is whether you cross the finish line on time and under budget or whether the client is pleased you might very well hit those objectives while destroying your team in the process. Ooh, <laughs> that burns. <laughs> but that's because it's, it's like so true. Yeah. And so that's where it's like your focus as the keeper of the flame is making sure that you are supporting your team just as much as you're supporting what they are doing and helping them understand the, the context of that and, and supporting them through that. Mm. Yeah. 
What a great conversation. Thank you so much for bringing this book forward. Well, thank my wife. Okay, thanks, Rami's wife. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered if she wasn't the catalyst for this, knowing that she's more in a creative leadership situation. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, we'd love for you to come and join in the conversation with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs and give us a sense of what quadrant you think you're fitting in right now and some shifts that you're going to make to support yourself in climbing right out or continue thriving if you're there. Continue thriving. Yeah. With that, I've been Shannon. And I've been Rami, and this has been Workplace Hugs. 